and welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky. And I am Leah. And on this episode, we are joined by three of our favorite um, podcast contributors. Uh, we are very you lucky. You forgot what they were called, didn't you? I, I did. I did. I love all our podcast contributors. We have amazing podcast contributors. These we three kind of so drew the short straw. Have- did they, or did they draw the long straw? I, I don't know. I feel like I've tortured them with this idea for this episode. But it's such a good torture because it's, it's such a good episode and it's so much fun. There was research involved for this episode and like even, mm-hmm. well, so let me tell you guys who's joining us for this episode. For this oh, episode, yeah. we have podcast contributor, Heather. Hello, Heather. Hello, ladies. Um, and we have podcast contributor, Carolina. Hello. And podcast contributor, Rachel. Hi. Um, So they have little notebooks and lists, and some people have spreadsheets. (laughs) Heather. They all love me. Oh, my lists. (laughs) She has lists and lists. Pages of lists. She does. She has so many lists. She's ultra. It's that teacher coming out. She's ultra prepared. It's ultra prepared. So this welcome to the first ever buzzing about romance romance rumble uh the romance rumble is is a way to find a book that is in our opinion does the best job of defining its main trope we're going to battle over eight of your favorite different tropes voted on by you the buzzing about romance community this battle will take place with the help of our podcast contributors and we're going to ask each of them to defend what book they think best represents the trope. And then once we get to the best of the trope, then we will battle the books until we get to our top book for this episode. So we're diving into bracket chaos. I have a bracket. You cannot see it because it will give away all the fun that I have kept in secret. I kept sure, a secret, I, Leah. She did, because I don't know either. And we all know that Becky does not know how to keep a secret. But she did this time. And I'm so I'm impressive. impressed. Should, you should be impressed. <laughs> um, so the tropes that we are up for battling. And as I name the tropes, we're actually going to talk about real quick, brief description. So if one of those tropes speak to you, ladies, just jump in and tell us what characteristics you look for with that trope. Not necessarily like a book. We don't want your example books yet. We just want to know what kind of characteristics make that trope, that trope. So um, first up, one of the the first number one trope voted by the Buzzing About Romance community was the sports trope. Is anybody surprised by this? Nobody's surprised. Oh, go sports. Here's the thing. I think there are so many sports romance, and I think everyone says it's sport romance, but... I think it has to actually talk about the sport and like be really immersed in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it yep. wouldn't make sense somewhere else. Like you can just plop it in a mechanic shop. It, you know, really has to be about the sport. Yeah. Cause there are some sports romances where like the person is like, they're a football player, but they don't like, that's just their job. Like they don't go into mm-hmm. details about like the sport or their, like how mm-hmm. they do things. And so, Yeah. You definitely right, need they the could just sport aspect to it. Yeah, because 
like you just said, Leah, like that person could be a lawyer and it'd be the same story because mm-hmm. they don't mention the sport at all. So I think it's definitely, that's the number one thing is the sport needs to be mentioned and mentioned enough that like it couldn't be a different occupation and mm-hmm. it needs to be correct with the sport. Yes. That's like no big glaring, like misnomers of I think I also think it's important that it appeal to both real life fans of the sport and people who have maybe never watched the sport Mm -hmm. I think it has to have that team component too yeah Mm -hmm. I think that yeah you know it can't it can't just be like oh and he had co-players no 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 no. we need to see those relationships and Mm -hmm. who they are yeah I you threw that co-player in. Just for you, friend. Okay, and next you are up. my favorite co-player. Second chance. Carolina, what are you looking for in a second chance romance? Oh. Um, like a true second chance. I think sometimes those romance are like they're separated for kind of a, a, a non-true reason or just a, a small reason. Like this really has to be kind of like a legitimate, true focus on why they were separated in the first place to then make it believable that they are getting back together again. Well, and I think to the second chance, like there has to be a time lapse. It can't be like a couple months. It has to be, I think like a year minimum for them to be separated because if it's just a few months, it's like they're on a break or something. Like, you know what I mean? Right. But like, yeah, there has to be like a definitive like separation. Yeah. And one thing that's important to know is it's a second chance with the same couple. Yes. Like it's not a second chance at love for Mm -hmm. the heroine. It's a second chance with the same couple. Because sometimes when I've asked for recommendations, because this is one of my favorite tropes, I get recommendations for books where it's like a second chance of love for one of the main characters mm-hmm. which I like those books too but, but they're not second, second chance, chance romance yeah needs to be with the same couple I think that's fair um okay so next up enemies to lovers I mean this one's kind of self-explanatory <laughs> but, but don't you I think, think there's a level like they either like do they just dislike each other or like how much animosity is there really between them? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I, I completely agree with that, Heather. Like, cause there's some where I'm like, you just have like a mild dislike for each other. Like you're not really enemies, but then you also don't want to go so far that they like hate each other and the author has made it like, how are they ever going to get together? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. I feel like there's like a like a sweet spot where it's like they're frenemies. Like you can't have a frenemy. Right. You can't have like I hate you and I will like never speak to you because you are the devil. Like, but there are some pe- like books that are like I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I love you, blah. And it's like I don't. You know what I mean? I still laugh about the one book that I read that was enemies to lovers, and at the end of the book, I still do not think they like each other but they had an HEA, but they do not like each other. There has to be some like, and I'm not a huge like angst person, Mm -hmm. but there has to be, they have to show how the couple gets from really disliking each other 
to actually liking each other. Well, and I feel like there has to be a valid reasoning behind the dislike. Like, I don't feel like every once in a while, like I'll come across an enemies to lovers where they just, they just don't mesh. Like their personalities don't mesh. It's like, they just bug each other. It's like, those aren't enemies. It's just people that don't get along because like, well, and I also feel like an enemies to lovers that the enemies part brings attention to it that brings the spice and the heat as well, like because mm-hmm. you have that friction and contrast. Yeah, and this is your favorite trope, right, Carolina? Yeah, it's yeah one of my top three favorites. Okay, so the number four top trope of for the buzzing about romance community is the dark and taboo trope and we put these together um just to kind of make it a little easier because to try to pinpoint dark taboo and forbidden i think they kind of all have the same umbrella um in my well i'm like there are some dark taboo forbidden romances so it's like they kind of go hand in hand where it's like you can have a taboo romance but it's not super dark but it has that dark element because like it's taboo like there's (laughs) So for me, this has to be something that's outside the societal norms. Something within this book has to be not socially acceptable. Like kidnapping as a love language. Well, and also dark. I mean, I, when I think about like mafia romance, I think maybe not everyone is going to stay alive in the book. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's, there may be some bloodshed. There's crime. There's crime. Or, I mean, like, there's crime. I mean, like, if you're in mafia, like, they're not, they're all above the board, you know, above the table. And then yeah. taboo is sort of like, I feel like it's pushing the boundaries of, like, what you said, what society deems as norm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the number five trope voted by the Buzzing About Romance community is the grumpy sunshine trope. Oh, I love a grumpy sunshine where you have this gruff, growly, typically male. Every once in a while, it's the female who is also gruff and growly, but it's just, they are just either like antisocial or they have had something happen to them where they just, they have a really hard time finding any joy in life, but like for their hero or their heroine, like that's their sweet. Like that is where like the only person that gets the sweet from them. And I think that is just, it's one of my absolute favorites because I do live a grumpy, growly alpha. Um, okay, so the next most popular trope as voted by the Buzzing About Romance community, and I would just like to note for the record, I did not vote. <laughs> Nor did I pick the tropes <laughs> that were voted upon. These came out of our top trope vote that we did last fall and Mm -hmm. i just used those 10. so this is all community driven please note i am not compromising my own integrity on this one so the next most popular trope what you're ridiculous i agree i agree totally (laughs) i'm not ridiculous i am being you have not you are not compromising your integrity you've not read enough of these because they're stupid. She's good. They're so the number six most stupid. popular trope voted by the Buzzing About Romance community. Don't yuck people's yum, Becky. Friends yeah. to lovers. Because these are just yuck. 
These are just, no, they're so not. So they're not. Do not friends yums. to lovers. We're going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> Me too. I, I love this. Trope. Me too. I love it. So I, if it's done well, mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. I, but it is, it is a harder trope to do really well. Because it is very, it's very important for them to not constantly harp on being like brother and sister. That's so weird when that happens. That's, that is very important. It makes it icky. So, yes. So I feel like uh-huh. Becky's read a lot of those. That's true. She just hasn't read the right ones. I think they need to be, you know, like, be able to, like, hang out and stuff. Like, uh, and then, but also then, like, one day where they're like, I don't really understand why we're not dating. Like, you know what I mean? I kind of love that. Well, but don't you or- think if he's loved her from afar, it's kind of stalkerish? Like, I have Don't loved you, like you from afar. If, but isn't it stalkerish if a girl does? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's all stalkerish. And it's like, why are you hiding just, in the bushes and licking like... his window? I'm just sorry. At least if you're going to lick the window, make it sexy. Who? <laughs> okay, let's just move on. Okay, let's yes. just move on. Oh, <laughs> it's like I can't even handle you right now. What's next? Um, okay. The next one's a good one. The next one is a good one. The number seven most popular trope voted by the buzzing about romance community. Siblings, best friend. Oh, I do like this one. Cause sometimes there's that like extra like element where the best friend is like, I will cut you if you date my sibling. Mm-hmm. That always adds a different element. Or keeping, keeping it secret. Mm-hmm. So that but then know. sometimes I want to like cut the sibling because they're like real douchebags yeah. the way they react. Right. I just love it. I just like that built-in angst that the sibling is going to be at some point butthurt about something. Yeah, but I do. But every once in a while, it doesn't happen, and I really like that too. I agree, Leah. Okay, and the number eight most popular trope, as voted by the buzzing about romance community, is in my opinion like way better than number six. Um, and that is the age gap romance. I think age gaps are actually hard to do well. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. Everybody's definition of age gap is a little bit different. And it kind this of borders true. on like, I don't, I don't know, a little, sometimes it can be a little taboo, but there needs to sometimes. be a significant a chunk of age I mean you know I usually say like seven plus years because I think you have to be in two different places in life like you can be a recent college graduate but if you it wouldn't be an age gap though if you're only dating someone that's like 32 and only been out of college five years well but I think it depends though too because if you're the recent college graduate and you're dating like a 18 year old like you're in different places that's true. And that gap isn't like as big, but you could still constitute it as a gap if you're basing it on like life differences. So I think it depends on like book to book, like whether it's an age gap or not. I typically like if it's less than seven years though, that's not an age gap. But yeah, just saying. Well, and then I also think that with age gap, you draw a fine line between that and going into a kink versus like truly being about people two mm-hmm. people being in a different place in life and yeah because if it's that. if it's a lot bigger then that's when the kinks really start showing up right and then it then it becomes an it, it leads more into a different category yeah 
Yeah, you're right. There is a bit of a fine line because, you know, an age gap can still have a daddy kink, but not all daddy kink as an age gap. Is an age gap. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I've been on a I've been in a rabbit hole lately. We're just not gonna talk about it right now. Okay, so last week on our outro, I tried to get Leah to say this, but she wouldn't. So I'll say it without shame. Let's get ready to rumble. Here we go. Romance rumble time. No, you wanted to be like to do it the way they do on like the announcer stuff where it's like drawn out. And I did I not want to do that. <clears throat> Yuck in my yum again, Leah. It's fine. So here's how the romance rumble will work. The goal is for the presenter to present their book in the trope and why it is the best representation of that trope. So we just kind of gave you the breakdown of the characteristics. This is what those this individual was looking for and how it is best represented in this book. Um, each presenter will have 60 seconds to do this. Um, and the presenter is going to go head to head against another player. So if the first matchup is me versus Carolina, that means that Leah, Heather and Rachel are going to vote into which person they think presented the trope, the book, the best, like sold us on the trope. Um, just to let you know, Becky doesn't have any books. She's just the host. I don't. I don't. I do not have any books in this fight. Um, I, She's the host. The of the rules tonight. Um, and the other two presenting people in the head-to-head, or the other two presenting people not in the head-to-head will vote as to who sold their book the best. Not if they agree or disagree about the book, but who broke down the book in the trope the best in the time <gasps> limit. Oh, I don't know. I don't know why they're oh, having shocked faces. No. Like we talked about I this. I thought that was. I shared I the document. That's what my notes are. So Carolina's like real quick rethinking. Because <laughs> you had to have Wait, hold it's up. two layers. So it's two layers because <clears throat> the winning book will go to the next round. We will go trope to trope until we come with a solid number one winning book out of that bracket so before we leave age Dive gap in, people it's gonna be a long episode we will have oh, one book kidding. once once we get down to one book out of every all eight tropes we will then go book to book so you will have the that book will go head to head on their merit so okay. why is, because nobody picked this book, why is Caught by Love the best version of A Grumpy Sunshine versus why is Filthy the best version of An Age Gap and why that book should be read over Caught by Love? So um, what we want to see with each book is what characteristics make up this trope and are best repped in this book, but also the merit of the book. What about this book that you love and why do you recommend it? Why did you pick this book? What is special about it? Listeners, please note, there is a possibility of spoilerage within this episode. So just note, we will have a list of titles 
on our website and in our on the shelf show notes. So you might want to check that before you listen to the full episode if you are concerned about being spoiled for a book that's on your TBR. If you don't like spoilers, you might want to check that list first. Ranking and pairing has been selected at random and has been held in secret by me until we recorded this episode. <laughs> and I kept a secret. Anyway. <laughs> and be impressed, people. Because she doesn't, unless legally bound, Becky cannot keep a secret. <laughs> I can't unless, unless you make me sign a paper that will, like, sue me. I pretty much am going to tell you everything. Some things you don't even want to know, I'll tell you. <laughs> there's there's no secrets. There's no secrets. Um, I will be the host, as I stated before, while Leah, Carolina, Heather, and Rachel battle it out. Let's get ready to rumble. Oh I really God. wanted Mike to get me the sound bite from Mortal Kombat when they're like, and fight. Because oh, I that thought would that would have been hilarious. Why didn't he do that for us? <laughs> Something about copyrights and bullshit. I don't know. And laws. He's such <laughs> a real follower. Boring. He's so dumb. Also, we will be determining who will go first each round with a roll of a dice. And I do have a four sided dice. Oh my god. I have, and Leah nerd. didn't know That's they awesome. existed. I apparently, apparently I'm a different type of nerd. Um, I have assigned the following numbers. Leah, you are one. Carolina, you are two. Heather, you are three. And Rachel, you are four. I had to write it down so I don't forget. Okay. Okay. First trope of the night. We are actually going to start in random in the middle of the list is we are going grumpy sunshine first battle is rachel versus carolina and hold on and uh rachel will be going first so rachel okay grumpy sunshine and go all right my book is real fake love by pip grant it is a Super Grumpy Sunshine with grumpy baseball player Luca and zany author Henrietta. Um, Luca is a total grump. He is totally against love. Henry is in love with being in love. She's been engaged five times. So they enter into a fake relationship, which is absolutely hilarious because they are polar opposites. She eventually wears him down because she's not only very sunshiny, she's also extremely zany and awkward. She doesn't care what other people think of her, but it seems like every situation she gets herself into, it's hard not to smile. So while he is super, super grumpy and growly and grumpy with everyone, Henrietta is able to whittle him down a little bit and he ends up still being grumpy with everyone but her. But her. Okay, time. Carolina, Grumpy Sunshine, and go. All right, my pick is My True Love by Melissa Foster. Um, Grant is super grumpy. He has been injured um, in the service, and he's struggling to come to terms with his prosthetic leg and really grieving over his uh, loss of his old life. So he's just pushing everybody away Um then you have Jules, who you would think would also be grumpy because she had childhood cancer. Um, but that, I think, really kept a 
brought a positive outlook for her. She's a little quirky, but totally endearing. And she's the type of person that sucks you in. She's persistent with Grant um, through like chats and gifts and just charming him up that kind of wears him down. Um, and then, you know, their relationship starts to evolve and he kind of falls to her charms. But it's it's a process. It's a process. Okay, and time. Um, okay, we are now going to ask our other two participants, Leah and Heather, for their vote. I will be the tie-breaking vote if needed. If they both pick a different one, then I'll pick. If not, we'll, if they both agree on a, on a title, then we'll just move on to the next without me personally voting. Okay, well, Leah, who's your vote? My vote is for Carolina. Okay. I love you, Rachel. I'm sorry. Heather, who is your vote? Uh, my vote is also Carolina. She okay. had me as a military guy. Sorry, Rach. <laughs> so Carolina goes on to round two with My True Love by Melissa Foster. So next up in the Battle of the Grumpy Sunshine trope is going to be Leah and Heather. And Heather. Wait, I have a question, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we go, to, if we win and we go to the next round, we have to present our book again. Yeah, but this time on its merit. What about it is special, why you like it, and why you recommend it. Oh, jeez. No it was in the document of rules that I sent the worksheet. I gave I, you a worksheet. I know. We know, but it's a lot of pressure. Okay. Totally. Next, next Grumpy Sunshine round. Leah versus Heather. Heather is going first. And go. Okay, I'm going to preface this. I haven't read a ton of Grumpy Sunshine because it's not my, my love. But My Grumpy Sunshine is Riggs by Sawyer Bennett. And I know that not everyone thinks he's a Grumpy Sunshine, but he definitely is one of the grumpiest hockey players I've ever come across. He um, is a guardian and I think he's real kind of standoffish with everyone, including his team, which is not something that his team is a big fan of. He um, kind of is super, super snarky right away to Veronica, and Veronica warms her way into his sister's heart. And I love it because she's sunshiny with everyone except him because he's kind of a jerk to her. Um, but in the end, he, he really realizes just, really what a great person she is and um he kind of just falls to her charms like and it's really great i love it <laughs> okay in time um <laughs> leah next your grumpy sunshine and go okay so my grumpy sunshine is in the book gianna by jennifer hanks um it is book three in her the marcos series and the grumpy character is Brody DeMarco. So Brody is, he's pretty damaged. He was in the service and his last mission went bad. So he's dealing with PTSD. He's always been a little, like a lot more serious than the rest of his brothers. So he's always been kind of that grumpy character, but he, he doesn't smile much. He doesn't talk a lot. The heat, and it's like a running joke throughout the book. Like if he says like three sentences together, that's the most like he ever speaks. Like he's a, he's a one word guy or like he's, a, he glares, he speaks with his face a lot, like the facial expressions. And it just, he is just so angry at the world about a lot of things, but then he, Gia is 
her name is Gianna, but she goes by Gia, and she just brings out like that sweet in him. And, and time. She- and time. Okay, so <clears throat> Rachel and Carolina, time to vote. Are we going with Gianna by Jennifer Hanks or Riggs by Sawyer Bennett? Rachel, who's your vote? I'm going to go with Gianna. So Leah. Carolina, who is your vote? Um, I am going with Riggs because I really didn't know the sunshine part of the other story. Like, I didn't get that in the presentation. If we're solely going by the... Just the presentation. And she is right. And so I, too, have to go with Riggs. I was thinking similar thoughts. So Heather moves on to round two. Good job, Heather. Okay. So round two is going to be Carolina versus Heather in the Grumpy Sunshine. At this point, you are still selling me on the trope of the book. Okay, I just need to know in a little bit more detail why this is like the epitome of grumpy sunshine. So in this round, Carolina, you're up first. Go. Um, I think this is the epitome. It's because really they are the opposites in personalities. Um, Grant just he really is struggling. He's kind of he's really in that black hole and Jules is not, and she recognizes it and she's persistent and she like pushes it and challenges him. And they also have some firsts together, her first time and his first time since losing his leg. And so they're discovering kind of all of that. Um, And it really Grant's process to get out of the grumpy part is like a multi-phased it's jewel really jules really opens his eyes um and challenges him and pushes him um because she sees his potential okay um heather tell us now about rigs and why it is the epitome of grumpy sunshine and go i think that rigs is really really grumpy with just about like everyone he's real standoffish his I mean in a hockey romance your line is like you're supposed to be your really good friends and he doesn't even open up to his friends um and he's even grumpy with his sister who is like the person that is super close to him but on the flip side Veronica everyone adores her like everybody you meet she works in this bookstore she has like these friendships with these people that come into the bookstore she immediately builds a relationship with the teen sister of Riggs um and really even though she's had a rough go she still is kind to others I don't necessarily think she was necessarily looking for love but she was kind to others where I think Riggs is just real um just standoffish. I think that's the best word I have for okay, him. He doesn't and really like time. people. And time, Heather. Okay, <laughs> Rachel and Leah. It is time to vote. This will announce the ultimate rep of the Grumpy Sunshine Troop. So Leah, who is your vote? Carolina with My True Love by Melissa Foster or Heather Riggs with by Sawyer Bennett? 
I'm going to go with Carolina because I think she sold it just a little better. Rachel, who's your pick? I am also going to go with Carolina. I wish I would have picked that book for mine. Yay! Yay! So the ultimate, in our opinion, in our opinion, the ultimate books. Out of these four books, the ultimate Grumpy Sunshine winning book is My True Love by Melissa Foster. Okay, on to the next trope, which is the worst trope. (laughs) Anyway, we are moving on to friends to lovers bracket. Guys, look, I even made brackets. Anyway, um, and we are moving people down to the center. Uh, till we get to the final four. Okay, so um, this is friends to lovers. Up first in this friends to lovers battle is Heather versus Carolina. And Heather, you're going first, so go. Okay, my favorite friends to lovers is called Blindsided by Eden Finley. It is a male male romance. They are actually um, teammates. They play football. Um, they went to college together. They were teammates together. They would kind of get up to some <laughs> threesome shenanigans together. One went off pro. The other one was kind of heartbroken when he went off to be pro. Fast forward six years later, they end up on the same team. And um, Miller and Talon are their names. And Miller is really struggling with Talon being back in his life. Um, and he's trying to come to term or kind of let other people know that he's bisexual and then um some things just sort of happen where um, miller ends up hurt and talon is really understanding how important miller is in his life and kind of comes to terms with the fact that he also is and that is time that is time okay carolina friends to lovers and go. All right. My my pick is Only One Regret by Natasha Madison. Um, I, this is not one of my favorite tropes. I typically have challenges with the trope in general, but this one, like I think, embodied it perfectly. Cooper and Erica have been friends for a very long time, um, and their friendship has developed. They've worked together, um, but circumstances because Cooper was married and just in a bad relationship he's now recently divorced Erica's single like everything's kind of aligning and they're discovering like how perfectly matched they are together um and it wasn't like there was a respectable amount of time after his divorce and then they kind of kind of pull themselves together. I think the other element to it as well that makes it great is that Cooper is there for the relationship and taking it to the next level. And he knows that Eric is going to freak out and back off. Time, time, time. Um, Okay, so Rachel and Leah, time to vote. Who Sold Their Friends to Lovers book is the best representation of the trope, Friends to Lovers. Rachel? I'm sorry, Heather. I'm going to go with Carolina. (laughs) I think she did a little better with the friends part. I do, too. I vote that, too. I'm so sorry. I don't like the vote. It makes me feel bad. I don't like the vote, either. So you want me to be the bad guy and pick the winner each time? No. 
<laughs> so, okay. No, so we either like vote or we let me pick the books. We're I, good with the voting. <laughs> see? Okay. Next round of friends to lovers is Leah versus Rachel. Um, and going first is Leah. Okay. Go. Okay. So my friends to lovers is Dangerous Rescue by Riley Edwards. So River and Letty were accidental pen pals. She gets this random text message on her phone. Um, and so throughout the years, they have just on their, like a birthday, like they text back and forth, like he, River will text Letty, happy birthday. And then randomly they do this like for three or four years. And then randomly, like one birthday, she calls him. And so they, for 14 years, the two of these people, like they text, they talk, they tell each other about their lives. Like they're in, but they live in different areas. They have never met in person. They encompass this friendship. Like they talk about everything about what's going on in their lives, what, how they're feeling, but all of like their entire friendship started because of an accidental text message. And then when they finally time, time, stop. Um, okay. Next up is Rachel and her friends to lovers go. Okay. Mine is the one for me by Corinne Michaels. It's Debney and Sean. They've been childhood best friends their whole lives. They never got together because Sean is a professional baseball player. So he's traveling and Debney stays home because she's very close to her family, especially her younger brother. Um, there's none of that le- love them like a sibling. Sean has actually been in love with Debney for a long time, but the timing was never right because he was traveling for baseball. He moves home for six months and realizes that she is dating someone else. So he decides to really kind of put it on and make her fall in love with him. They had a very good relationship as friends. So it was a great foundation when Debney's uh, older brother tragically dies and she gets custody of the little brother of her nephew, her nephew. And because of that already strong foundation, Sean is able to help Debney through that. It's a really beautiful love Time. story. Time. Okay. Heather and Carolina. Time to oh, vote. Boy, this is hard. This so we have really dangerous, dangerous Rescues by Riley Edwards or The One For Me by Corinne Michaels. Heather, who's your vote? I, oh, I think Rachel, The One For Me. Okay, Carolina, who's your vote? Yeah, I'm going with Rachel. Rachel sold that one to me. Okay, so next round. I'm not saying a lot because I love Dangerous Rescue. (laughs) (laughs) So when she picked that, I was like, oh shit, she got it. I ran out of time. <laughs> so next round is again we are going to go head to head Carolina versus Rachel on friends to lovers and still we are looking at the friends to lovers as a trip what we expect in friends to lovers books and why this book is the best example of friends to lovers trope okay so going first Carolina and go Um, I think only one regret is the best embodiment of friends to lovers is because they've 
they have been a part of each other's lives for a long time. Um, and the circumstances were never there. Um, but when the opportunity, like that first opportunity came up, um, Cooper stepped up and they had their moment. He also, they know each other so well and they know how to support each other. Um, plus Eric knows Cooper's family, which creates some great moments. And, um, and he, she knows his um, kids or his daughters, which is great. Um, and they call her Aunt Erica. So it just becomes this like wonderful, just you're rooting for your friends. You know that we'd be perfect together now that the opportunity is presented. Okay, and that is time. Rachel, please tell us more about The One for Me by Corinne Michaels and go. So similar to Carolina, these two have been in each other's lives for a very long time. They've been best friends since they were kids. It was always a factor of timing. So they were never really in love with any other person, which I personally like the most because I don't know. I think if you're truly meant to be, you're probably not going to be, you know, married or anything with another person. So since they've been together for so long, they know each other's families. They like each other's families. There's great dynamics. They really can support each other because they know each other's likes, dislikes, their personality is what gets them down, how to pick them up when they get down. There's less conflict. The relationship's more believable because they are truly best friends. They know how to handle conflict better. They, their fights aren't ugly. They typically, like in this one, they don't really break up because they know how to fight. They know how to handle arguments and okay. they act like adults. And that is time, Rachel. Okay, Leah and Heather, we need, we need your vote. Leah, are you only one go regret? With Rachel on this one. Okay. And it's Heather. Just sold it a little better. Oh gosh. I think I'm gonna vote for Rachel too. Okay. Yeah, Rachel did a good Rachel did a good job. I, I would have voted for Rachel. I'm not even a fan of Corinne Michaels, but I wanna and I hate friends to lovers, but I'm like, I think I need to read this book. Like I think I need to read this. Yes. So this, this is, is so what I hard. truly think you'd like, Becky. <laughs> oh, um so I couldn't make it easy. Where's the fun in that? I mean, where is the fun in making this easy? I needed to make it uniquely us with rules that were you know, not clear, but there. So um, before we leave, we have to now battle our grumpy sunshine versus oh, our friends to oh, lovers. I'm, I'm happy I don't have to do that. Is so, that sad? We are back. To Carolina and my true love, Melissa Foster, and Rachel's choice of this one for me by Corinne Michaels. Now, on this time, you guys, it is not about the trope. This is about the merits of the actual story. What is it about this book that you love? Why was it you thought of this book first for this trope? Why do you recommend this book as being the best example of this trope? What it is it about this book that touches your heart? Okay. And again, 60 seconds. And going first is Carolina with My True Love by Melissa Foster. And go. 
Um, so we've already talked about why Grant is just so grumpy and Jules is just kind of the sunshine part of it. I think the other thing that stands out for that trope specifically is that they've both been through like a huge kind of traumatic experience and they've approached it very differently, which makes kind of separates them to grumpy sunshine. The other part that I love about this book, and it's actually unrelated to the trope itself, was because there were elements of um, Grant having a prosthetic leg that really made me think about people who are dealing with that with a day-to-day -day basis. Like, how does he sleep over at her house, you know, when he doesn't have his sh like showered bench? How does he handle that? How, like his day-to-day -day that I would have never normally thought about. And it okay. really just kind time. of opened my eyes and made me think about that. And time. Okay. So Rachel, next is The One for Me by Corinne Michaels. And we want to know what is it about this book you love and why you recommend it as a friends to lovers. Here we go. Okay, one of my favorite tropes is friends to lovers. I find them to be a lot more believable because a lot of romance books are fast paced and friends to lovers books, they typically already have that foundation you need for a successful relationship. I thought this book was great because it was not predictable. There was none of that. Uh, I like them like a sibling. Oh, and then the next day suddenly you find them super sexy. No, like they always find each other attractive. They were never in the same location once they became adults. So that brought it in. I love this book because it was not predictable at all. There was a lot of tragedy with Devney's older brother. You also find out that uh, her nephew is actually her son. So that you have that entire um, dynamic. They're truly best friends. Um, they, I told you spoilers. Um, <laughs> time <laughs> oh my time. god i have to read that book now i need to read this <laughs> stupid book <laughs> uh -oh. okay, let's, let's vote leah and heather who um who sold their book rachel hello um, i am all for that <laughs> i mean but i was like really stuck on uh carolina's book and then yeah but then rachel dropped the that bomb. spoiler what <laughs> You like blew up she a plane, Rachel. <laughs> no joke. You pulled a Slayer Benyon at the end of the Vengeance series. What the it, it is. I had the people had video tonight. Like they would see our faces and like the shock and the awe of what just happened. Okay. So winning that and making it into the final four <laughs> is the one for Sorry, me. Sorry, Carolina, you did not have a chance when she no, dropped that ball. She she played dirty. She, she, I she, she really did. I did say that for the end. Okay, That's but so my true cool. love is so good. It is it so really good. Is. Both books it's are very good. Book. <laughs> um, okay, so next bracket. Are we ready, friends? Are we ready, friends? Okay, sure. next bracket is age gap, which, as we discussed, this is going to be one of the harder ones to pinpoint why it is the best rep of that trope. Um, Carolina, do you need help? Carolina is currently not at home recording this episode. <laughs> and so she might need some help with selling some of her books because 
She has parental units near her and does not want to shock them with naughty words. So. Um, I'm on age gap. I'm okay on age gap. You're okay on age gap? Okay. Okay. Yeah. You actually, I think you are. Yeah. That was a good yeah. call. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first up in the age gap round is Carolina versus Leah and fight. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and poor Carolina, I rolled number three. Carolina goes first. So I'm Carolina, two. or I'm sorry, two. You in my little bracket? It's you. So it's Carolina versus Leah. Carolina's oh, up first. Holy. Here we go, Carolina. This and is, this is not cool. I need some switch ups in this. <laughs> okay, and go. Okay, um, my pick is Mackenzie's Turn to Fall by Harlow James. It's actually a reverse age gap. Mackenzie Mack is the older woman and Dylan is the younger man. Uh, Mackenzie's an author. She's been struggling to write something. She's wandering the grocery store to get inspiration for a story. And Dylan is um, the butcher at the meat counter and is totally infatuated with her um, because he's seen her over a couple weeks. He is confident and knows what he wants. Um, he's a younger guy. He doesn't want the 20 somethings and he is confident and going after Mackenzie. She goes for it just because, oh, this might be fun. It might be a fling. And then throughout their relationship falls for him because he's just, he's charming, he's honest, and he worships her. Um, they, like, how much time do I have? Um, <laughs> time. So, time. well, there you go. <laughs> Okay, so Leah, age gap romance, and go. Okay, so my age gap is Renegade by Laramie Briscoe. It's book one of her Moonshine Task Force series. So mine also is a reverse age gap, if you need to use that terminology. So Whitney is 10 years older than Ryan Kepler. So they are 35 and 25. Whitney is this like Southern debutante, like, she like has a certain persona that she portrays like out in like the world. And then Ryan is her brother's best friend, her brother's best friend who is a cop on the, the task force. And so Whitney has gotten out of a bad marriage and she has decided that she needs somebody who can give her what she wants in bed. And so they have a one night stand. Now, Ryan being younger has pined over his brother's, or his best friend's older sister and has like throughout the book, you learn like dirty little secrets about things that and happen. Time. So, damn it. Time. Okay. So Rachel and Heather, it is the battle of the older woman mm -hmm. th this round. <laughs> um, okay. So is your pick renegade or is your pick um, Mackenzie's turn to fall Heather? Um, like which one I want to read? <laughs> well, who sold More? it best? Who, who sold, sold the book it better? Who sold it so best? So basically, oh, yeah. So, okay, I, Basic I'm so like. Oh which one God. do you want to read? Which Leah. one do you based wanna... on what we said? Leah's Leah. okay. Rachel, which one do you want to read? Leah's okay. So Leah takes that round. Well, I won one. Don't get used to it. it. Probably isn't fair because she says don't get used to and it. And Rachel and I are like, huh? <laughs> he is a hot cop. I've I read Mackenzie's Turn to Fall, though. It's pretty stinking good. 
it's pretty it is good. so good Mackenzie's turn to fall is so good okay so next round in the age gap heather versus rachel okay heather you're up first and go so mine is a little taboo also so um it is love unexpected by qb tyler um so it is dominic and stasia dominic is stasia's stepdad and um stasia kind of had this long crush on her stepdad but then when her mom and him got married uh she really kind of started to hate him spoiler stasia's mom passes away and uh dominic um is still there for her there's no cheating um she's over 18 um they really just can't keep their hands off each other once they put their hands on each other and it is so 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 steamy so steamy um and he's a principal (laughs) at her high school yeah time and time we're not asking questions leah (laughs) i didn't Rachel, you could see Rachel in Leah's face when I said all that. I'm putting it on my Kindle. <laughs> um, Rachel, age gap, go. All right. I picked The Billionaire by Marnie Mann. No spoilers in this one because it just came out. Um, It's Jenner and Joe. Jenner is a billionaire lawyer who is 11 years older than Joe, who is a college student, soon to be graduating college student. So not only are they 11 years apart, they're also at completely different stages of their lives. Joe's trying to figure out what she wants to do when she graduates. Meanwhile, Jenner is a billionaire lawyer. So the age gap isn't totally shoved in your face all the time, which I liked. And then they didn't always act like there was that much of an age gap. There were instances where you could definitely tell that he was a lot more life experienced, but while Joe could be naive, she also taught him a lot, which I liked because in a lot of age gaps, all you really learn about them is that, you know, there's an age gap. So I liked that they both taught each other something and you could tell there was an age gap at some points, but others like Time. they seemed like a perfect couple time 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 okay so carolina who is your vote heather or rachel <sighs> this one's hard like, I, uh, I i'm i'm going with heather okay leah who is your vote back, I'm, i was i'm gonna go with rachel because i feel like heather tickled into the taboo a little too much in her description <laughs> And I too am gonna pick Rachel, Rachel, because I think that the that is the main the age gap is the main trope in uh the billionaire. I haven't sorry. read it, but somebody sold it. But I did put it on my Kindle. There's nothing to be <laughs> sorry about. Really These are not personal votes. Stop totally acting fine. like you're stabbing your friend in the head. But it is in KU friends, so I would it is. highly recommend it. A full list of books with links will be available on our website in our on-the-shelf show notes. We are um, not sorry. We just say you're welcome. Next, so we are going to still battle out the age gaps, and this is Leah versus Rachel. And we are still talking about the age gap. The element. trope. The trope of the age gap. Why is that the main trope of your book? 
What is it about it? You know, expand a little bit on some of the points you might have made in your first round. Okay. Okay. And first up is Leah. Go. Okay. So as I was saying before, I was rudely cut off. So they, their age gap, if it had happened sooner, I don't think it would have worked as well because there's a moment in the book where they're playing this game where it's like they tell a truth or a lie. And Brian like Whitney wants him to tell a truth. And so he gives her this truth of like when he was a teenager and he saw her in this bikini and he had to go into his parents' house and like take care of business because he like, he was just so affected by like how hot she was when like she was in her twenties and he was a teenager. But so like he had, he was in the service and he has lived his life and has grown up so much. And Whitney, like she is, she's starting a new stage in her life. And, but the way that they interact and the way that they talk to each other, like this, there's very low angst, but you, once they're in that moment, like Whitney and time fuck, and time. Whoa. Okay. Sorry, and Leah's book was renegade by Laramie Briscoe. Cause she forgot to repeat the title and oh, I will sorry, repeat the title now for Rachel. So it doesn't count against her time. Rachel's book is The Billionaire by Marnie Mann, and go. Okay, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, some of the best parts of age gap as a trope is there needs to be an actual age gap and then potentially different stages of their life. So The Billionaire has both of those with 11 years, which is quite a bit, and then completely different stages, settled in his career, Jenner and almost college grad Joe, they are at completely different stages and seem to have different wants, but they, as they get to know each other through their long distance relationship, he is in LA, she's in Miami, no problem because he's a billionaire. Um, as, they, as they work all that out, they realize they actually do want the same thing. Uh, there's a little bit of angst, a little bit of drama, but they figure it out in the end and it, it was a believable relationship for how big of a age gap there was and how different their life experiences were so far time okay carolina and heather heather who's your vote um oh boy i don't know i just looked both of them up and bought both of them so um (laughs) i don't know you're welcome I'm going with Leah. Sorry, Justin. You're going with Leah. Um, Carolina, who is your vote? Rachel or Leah? I'm going with Rachel. Okay. And I am going to go with Rachel also. (laughs) So Rachel wins the age gap with the billionaire. So we got that one. Next in this battle of the romance rumble second chance we're going with second chance um and first up in this battle is going to be rachel versus heather and rachel goes first so ready rach yep here we go go All right, my book is Could Have Been Us by Corinne Michaels. It is Stella and Jack. So 
when they were teenagers, he is her brother's best friend. So they had a secret encounter where she ended up getting pregnant and she's from a very prominent family and she had to give up the baby for adoption. This had to be kept completely secret. So 15 years later, they have this secret. Um, it's very traumatic. Still her brother's best friend. While they end up getting back together, their breakup is completely understandable. They were teenagers. They had this very traumatic thing that they kept secret. So it broke them apart. 15 years later, they still have all of this chemistry and they end up getting back together. I like this because while there was angst in that, once they got back together, they stayed together. They really fought for each other and worked through their problems. They dealt with her older brother. Nothing could tear them apart Time. once they got through that. Time. Okay. Um, now it is Heather's turn for her second chance. And Great. go. Mine is uh, Southern Bombshell by Jessica Peterson, uh, Nate, and Millie. Um, so Nate and Millie's family owns a very big resort up in the highlands of North Carolina, South Carolina, somewhere up there. Huge resort. She's got a whole bunch of brothers and they all play professional football. Nate's family lives in the same town and they own a distillery um, and their families were sort of like Hatfields and McCoys and they like really kind of had this animosity and all this kind of gross they didn't like each other so Nate and Millie had this secret little relationship and all of a sudden one day he up and like broke up with her and then years later um, he is asking Millie to be his wedding planner for he and his new fiance and Millie um, is obviously really struggling with it and her brothers are like real worried about her um there's no cheating in this story at all time um, time time okay so Leah and Carolina it is time to vote are we going with Southern Bombshell by Heather that she picked or could have been us is that correct could have been us. Okay, make sure I wrote it down right. Could have been us by Corinne Michaels. Leah, who's your vote? I think I'm going to go with Southern Bombshell. Okay. Carolina, who's your vote? I'm going with could have been us. Okay. Cheese and rice. <laughs> Cheese and rice. Um, I think I'm going with Southern Bombshell with Heather. So Heather moves on to the next round. Okay. Ooh. Carolina versus Leah. I have rolled the dice. I have twos. So that means Carolina is <laughs> going first. And so this is Carolina's second chance pick. Here we go. And go. My pick is Take Me Away by Kelly Elliott. This was a very unexpected second chance romance. Um, Nolan and Lindsay are high school sweethearts. And there's an accident that causes Lindsay to have amnesia, amnesia, which changes the direction of their future because they were, I think they were set to be married or just recently married or set to be married. Um, there is some angst because of the memory loss that are revealed, but it's not dragged out. Um, and so as you're just, your heart breaks as everything's unfolding on why she has the memory loss. But Nolan, um, she leaves and goes to Paris and Nolan keeps an eye on her um, just to make sure that she's okay. And 
sends her flowers unexpectedly so she doesn't know um, and she has these dreams with him in them and she doesn't understand that they're actually memories that come into place and as they finally meet many, time. many like five plus years and that later is time <laughs> Carolina, she's trying to taking so in. many bad habits from leah you can't. i have stopped on time every i have sworn no. every time but at least i have stopped no you keep talking until i'm like time for the third time and then you stop no no i'm not i'm pretty sure i got the audio proof so <laughs> okay okay anyway. <clears throat> Leah, second chance romance and go. Okay, so mine is actually not your typical second chance. It's a little bit outside of the box, but my second chance is a photo finish by Elsie Silver. Um, it is book two in her Gold Rush Ranch series. So Cole and Violet meet online and they strike up this friendship where it starts as a moment because Violet has posted a picture on, it's kind of like a porn site but not quite a porn site and so Cole has reached out to her and so they talk for about a year back and forth and then they have this really intense moment and Cole basically shuts down and Violet was she's done like she stops talking to him stops communicating to him and then they had not seen each other face to face or rather Violet did not know who Cole was but so then she becomes the jockey for the horse ranch that his family owns and they meet in person and it's time this time now she stops <clears throat> okay heather and rachel we need to vote heather who's your vote carolina or leah carolina okay rachel carolina okay carolina congratulations you move on to the next round. So this is the final round of Second Chance Romance. This is Carolina versus Heather. We need you to tell us on the merits of the book. What is it you love about this book and why do you recommend it? Okay. And going first is Carolina. She just keeps winning. <laughs> like, oh, my okay. word. Okay. And That's fine. That's fine. Go. Um, I, I love this because it was an unexpected second chance romance. The, what happened to them was truly an accident, not caused by the, the people themselves. And you see throughout the whole book, how deeply they love each other so much that she's having dreams of her memories. And when she sees, like, when she starts to recognize that she sees this guy that she's been seeing over and over again, it starts to trigger things. He's patient with her. Um, that, and you just, throughout the whole book, you desperately want them to find their happy ending because of this be beautiful connection that they have. And, and having the catalyst of memory loss be the reason that they need a second chance just, I, I think, is just a different approach to this. And it's so well handled that you, you fall in love with Nolan. You feel time. compassion for Lindsay. And time. Okay, so Heather, sell us on the merits of Southern Bombshell. What is it about this book you love and why do you recommend it? And go. So I think it's um, partly because Millie's family is so 
amazing. I think that they're kind of all like very spunky and her brothers um, love her all in very different ways. Um, and Nate kind of comes from a broken family. And I think that's what really um, kind of pulls Millie. Like she really loves him and genuinely knows the type of person he is. And there's this one time where they were um, in the car and it, they just know each other so well. And they have this really great like friendship and this really great connection. And he fully supports her as, as who she is because so many people are in her life because she's a Beauregard and she's this really famous wedding planner and she has all of this money. But Nate really just loves Millie for the person that she is. And they are both just willing to love each other and, and, and I don't time. want to say let go of their family. And time. Okay, Carolina, uh, Rachel and Leah, we need to vote either Southern Bombshell uh, that Heather presented or Take Me Away that Carolina presented. Leah, who is your vote? I think I'm going to go with Carolina. Okay. <laughs> and Rachel take me away uh okay so carolina uh oh my goodness so that is another matchup of rachel versus carolina <laughs> rachel's age gap hey. versus carolina's second chance before we can leave this bracket okay ladies uh going first is rachel not Woo. carolina okay, wait, wait, uh, remind me what for this round so this is again the merits of your book why you recommend it you know, just why is this book should be on everybody's TBR? Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just... And go, Rachel. All right. In addition, in addition to Jenner and Joe being in completely different places in their lives and being 11 years apart, you also get their strong support systems. So Jenner has two brothers who are some of his best friends and are constantly giving him advice, telling him when he's being an idiot. Joe has her best friend who is doing the same exact thing. They both have people in their lives to let them know when they messed up. And both of them mess up, in my opinion, in this book. I like that even though they are so far apart in age and life experiences, they end up fighting to be together. They aren't mad at each other for petty reasons. They don't hold grudges. They both have reason to be upset when they're upset. And it's just a very strong relationship in spite of them being so far apart in age and life experiences. And by the end of the book, you can really tell that they are at the same place. Um, their work aligns well, their lives align well. Time. Perfect. Time. Um, okay. So Rachel's book is the billionaire by Marnie Mann and Carolina is going to tell us why take me away by Kelly Ellett. Elliot should be on your TBR and go. So in this book, like their love for each other is undeniable. Um, Nolan can't let go. It's been years since this accident and his family and friends, even her family is saying, let go. It's okay. Move on. And he can't. He just loves her that deeply. And she feels just as deeply, even though she doesn't remember. She just knows in her gut that there's something there. This is important, that there's more. Um, and as their story evolves, there, this also creates some great like flirty and 
definitely steamy moments throughout it. Like it, this journey is just, it takes you like my heart, it took my heart in so many different directions. And this could have been super angsty, but Kelly Elliott does it in such a thoughtful way that she takes you along like emotionally. Yes. You, you, you break for her, Time. but as it's time. <sighs> Okay, Leah and Heather, who's your vote? Rachel with The Billionaire by Marnie Mann or Carolina by Take Me Away by Kelly Elliott? Heather, who's your vote? I think Take Me Away by Kelly Elliott. Okay. Leah, who's your vote? I think so too. Take Me Away by Kelly Elliott. I would really like to thank you all for not making me vote very often. This is very (laughs) hard. It is. And next time, just for that, I'm going to make you vote. It's super hard. Okay, so we are on to the next trope. Um, Next trope is siblings best friends. Up first is Rachel versus Leah with Rachel going first. And go. My book is Make Me Yours by Melanie Harlow. It's Cole and Cheyenne. Cole is Cheyenne's brother's best friend. He's also a single dad and police officer in the small town of Bellamy Creek. So Cheyenne has always had a crush on Cole. Cole has never really had an opinion on Cheyenne other than it's his best friend's little sister. He doesn't ever mention thinking of her like a little sister, which I appreciated because that's always very weird to me. Um, It starts with an accidental sext. So she typed up what she would say to him if she had the opportunity and then she sends it accidentally. So he start seeing her in a different light they end up attending a wedding and things happen um I thought that was just extremely hilarious what a funny way to like start things off and I also love that there was no sibling drama really um there's the whole like like don't hurt my sister but I know you're a good guy so that's cool I appreciate that um since he is a good guy he's a great guy he's a single dad of a nine-year-old time 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 um Okay, Leah, you're up with siblings, best friend, and go. Okay, so my siblings, best friend is The Troubleshooter by Anna Hackett. It is Saxon Buchanan and Gia Norcross. So Saxon is actually best friends with all three of Gia's older brothers. So he, Bander is like the ultimate best friend, but he is really good friends with the other two. So like she's already screwed. But so these two have butt heads over the years and like they've been friends for a really long time saxon comes from this crazy rich family but his parents are trash people like they are not good people and so he has always hung out with the norcross family and has really become part of the family but he he has always been attracted to gia but she is younger and she's the best friend's sister and so like, he picks at her and picks at her and kind of is like that mean like i'm gonna pull your pigtails but i like you and he just is just so sweet with her and loving with her. And when time. she finally time, 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 time. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so Carolina and Heather, we need to vote. So, siblings' best friend who sold their who presented their book with the best definition of the trope. Heather, who'd you pick? I'm voting for Rachel. Okay, Carolina. I'm voting for Rachel. Okay. Um, 
Okay, next round is Carolina versus Heather. And Heather, you get to go first. Sibling's best friend and go. Mine is um, Playing for Keeps by Kendall Ryan. It is Justin and Elise. So Justin is a hockey player and he is best friends with Elise's older brother, Owen. The three of them, um, Justin and Owen are a little bit older than Elise and they grew up together. Um, and Justin has really noticed um, how Elise has matured and she's out of college and he's just really impressed with the way she carries herself. She's a preschool teacher and he loves that she's not one of those puck bunnies who's just kind of in it for the wrong reasons and really just likes him for him. And one night they kind of give in to their um, kind of their desires and he in the morning they're like, oh my God, what did we do? And they kind of ignore that it ever happened. And the two of them really are struggling for a few months. And then they finally decide that they should probably talk about it like adults. And um, time, Justin, time. Okay. Carolina, siblings, best friend and go. Uh, my choice is Dr. Mistake by Jace Ullman. And um, Grace, it's about Carter and Grace. Grace's best friend is actually Carter's younger brother, Oliver. She has a bad breakup with her fiance and goes to Oliver's apartment, knocks on the front door through a rainstorm, knocks on the front door, and it's Carter there because she forgot that Oliver moved. Um, Carter like brings her in, sweeps her in. This man like pines for her and has pined for her for a very long time um when oliver discovers things have been happening with grace and her ex um carter kind of steps in and says i got this i know you guys are best friends and but i've got it taken care of i will help her i will support her and oliver makes was like you don't mess with her because she's my best friend um, their connection is intense and, time. and fun and playful. And time and time oh my and gosh. time. I just want to talk about the book more. I know. I know. I know. Um, okay, so uh Rachel and Leah, we need to vote. Carolina with Dr. Mistake Ooh. or uh Rachel with Make Me Yours by Melanie Harlow, which is the better siblings best friend representation. Oh, it's a Oh, Heather's book, you goofball. Heather, oh my God. I looked up to the neck. I'm sorry. She heard Jay Salmon and she was like, yeah, there's no way that okay, Heather's like, going to Carolina's <laughs> book, Playing for Keeps by Kendall Ryan. Or uh, Heather's Dr. Book. Mistake by Jay Salmon. Are you drunk? Like, you can't even read names right. Heather's book, Playing for Keeps by Kendall Ryan. Yes, but you called, you called it Carolina's book. Oh, Jesus Christ, just vote for a fucking book. I don't care anymore. <laughs> don't say that. I don't want that. Okay, I'm going to try this again. <laughs> My, okay. I'm voting for Dr. Leah Mistake. and Rachel, we need you to vote because we're going to edit all that mess out. No, we're not. Leah and Rachel, I need you to vote for either Heather I vote, I or vote Carolina's Carolina. book. Carolina's book, which is Dr. Mistake by Jay Salmon. Because he pines. Oh my God, he pines. Rachel. I, I vote for Carolina's because she touched on um, the Oliver beating up Carter, basically. Yes. Oliver That's does why. not. No, have we a don't good care reaction. about pining. 
I do like a piner, though. So I like the piners, too, but for the trope, we do not care about the pining. Okay, so to battle out siblings' best friend is once again (laughs) Rachel (laughs) versus Carolina. Gee, I wonder who is a little more competitive in this circle of friends. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And Carolina's like, I'm tired. There's a time difference, and we sprung forward. Like... Yeah, but I Rachel a has a teething toddler at home. With the time change. Yeah, <gasps> sucks to be you, sister. That's all I got. <laughs> accurate, accurate. <laughs> um, okay, so Rachel, your book is Make Me Yours by Melanie Harlow versus Carolina's pick of Dr. Mistake by Jay Salmon. So going first <laughs> is Rachel. And go. All right, so Cor and Cheyenne, uh, they get together when she sends a sext, which, like I mentioned before, absolutely hilarious. It takes a little bit for him to totally see her as the woman she is today. She, he totally thinks she's cute, all of that. He struggles with some anxiety because he's always trying to be perfect. And Cheyenne ends up being perfect for him and his nine-year-old. Cheyenne is a teacher, so she's great with his nine-year-old daughter. There's no sibling drama, no angst there. You don't have to worry about hiding anything really from her older brother because he's absolutely reasonable. They mesh well together. There's never any awkwardness um, between the two. There's not a huge age gap or anything like that. And they know each other very well because they did grow up together. So they know everything that happened in each other's lives, all of the trauma. They've lived in the same town their entire lives. So Cheyenne knows about Cole's wife who died. And time, and time, and time, time. You act like I go over. I I'm just giving you time. Just telling you it's time. <laughs> Trying to be fair. I stopped on trip, time. Guys, it is the power trip. I stopped on time. <laughs> um, because I'm going to give Carolina like two minutes because, you know, this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is not even fair. Where did Heather um, go? She like disappeared from the screen. The listener is not going to know. Oh, oh she's back. <laughs> read your te- read your messages in the chat. Um, it, I okay. had too many boxes up. It so next up in this uh, round of the Battle of Siblings Best Friend is Dr. Mistake by Jay Salmon, presented by Carolina. And go. Okay, so we have talked about the relationship with Grace and Oliver and how Oliver and Carter step up. They all are really like trying to protect her. There's also an element that they've known each other for a very long like a very long time. So Carter also brings her into the, the family and she knows Carter's family, the Fritz family very well. Um, that brings an element to it. But Carter becomes very protective of her and helping and supporting her. He listens to her, he observes, and he supports her in very deeply thoughtful ways. Um, They're just, the angst doesn't come from, you know, yes, some angst comes from sibling best friends, but at the end of the day, it's everybody wants to protect her because they know how important she is to the family. And Carter wants to be the man that she goes to for everything. He has a little and bit of jealousy. Time. And time. Um, okay, so 
Heather and Rachel. We are picking between <laughs> Make Me Yours by Melanie Harlow or Dr. Mistake by Jane Salmon. So Rachel's going to vote for her own book. You mean? Oh, I didn't. Leah I mean, Heather, Heather and Leah. Whatever. The people on the screen that didn't talk, <laughs> it's your turn to vote. <laughs> we need name I'm tags. With, I'm going with Melanie Harlow's book. Okay. I am too. Okay. You did oh. sell it well, though, Carolina. You did. did it just a little better. Heather, you need to read that series, the Doctor series, like the billionaires, because I just like read right it now. this weekend, and I think you'd love it. I know. I it's know she on would love my it. list. It's on my list. You know, just if forget I didn't have the a arcs, job, like Heather me, just can't wait for summer them. break. Like summer break is coming. Just, I need summer, and then I am totally not signing up for arcs. I'm just going to read all the books. All books. All right. Okay, so what's next? the next bracket is sports. This is our number one trope by the buzzing about romance community. So ladies, buckle up, put your seatbelts on. We are going to sports. And up first for this round, Heather versus Rachel. Heather, you are up first. On your mark, okay. get set, go team. Mine is A Secret for a Secret by Helena Hunting. It is in Kindle Unlimited. It is a hockey series. <clears throat> so one night stand. Uh, they have this really hot kind of one night standish. And Queenie goes to her new job with her dad, who is the general manager of the hockey team in Seattle. And sure enough, the one night stand that she cannot get out of her mind, like from six weeks ago, is there. And he is the star goalie. And he is like this boy scout. But he did not act like a Boy Scout six weeks ago. And she's like, um, who is this? And her dad's like, um, that's my star goalie. You are not allowed to fraternize at all with the players. And so um, then King is like, I just really can't get this girl in my mind. Goes to the general manager and is like, I'd really like to date your daughter. I mean, he asks for permission to date the daughter and he drinks milk at every single meal then he woos her he takes her out on date after date after date and, then and that is time talking. that is time okay so next sports romance remember you're selling us on the trope of the sport um um sorry but hockey was very involved okay <laughs> rachel and ready go team my book is Puck Shy by Tegan Hunter. It is the first book in her Carolina Comets hockey series. It's also in KU. It is with Colin and Harper. Colin is a professional hockey player. There is a good amount of hockey in the story. They talk about his previous season, and then you also see him playing games in the current season, practice, preseason, all of that good stuff. You meet a lot of his teammates, but not too much. You can tell that they have a lot of good com camaraderie. I can't wait for the rest of the series, that kind of thing. Him and Harper's relationship is so much fun. It starts with a very odd, like, meet cue. I don't want to spoil anything because this book's still pretty new. Um, there's a bit of mistaken identity. They both kind of mess up at different times in the books, act like adults. Hockey plays a huge role in this book. As a someone who doesn't watch hockey, I really liked it. A lot of the reviews say that the hockey is right and correct for those hockey fans. So if you like hockey, watching hockey in real life, Time. Or not, it's good. Time. Okay. So Leah and Carolina, who sold their book better on the trope of sports romance? Who's your vote? Rachel. Okay. 
Carolina, who's your vote? I'm sorry. What did Leah say? Rachel. Rachel. Because <laughs> while I love Heather's description, she barely talked about hockey. <laughs> He's a goalie. I mean, <laughs> okay, Carolina, who's your vote? I'm going with Rachel. <laughs> I feel like that's the only like hockey term that you even threw out there, though. He's yeah, the general manager. She works for the team. Say, I don't know what to say. She said team and general manager. Leah, I like and that Carolina. He, I mean, he could be a soccer goalie. Pushed in there. Um, Leah, <laughs> okay, this episode is already going to go super long and people are not going to keep listening to our chaos yes they will they will um, leah versus carolina in sports and leah you're up first go team okay so mine is the bombshell effect by carla Sorensen. so this is book one in her washington wolves series it's where we first meet the washington wolves Allie has inherited the wolves by from her father who has just passed away and luke is the single dad quarterback now he thinks that she is this dumb blonde who has no idea what she's doing or has any like place being in this football world. But Allie, like throughout the entire book, like she sits down and she learns the game and understands the process of like how to do her job and the best way for her to run this team. And Luke being the quarterback, he's a little bit grumpy and I kind of like it, but he like, so the, the whole book revolves around like her, her learning the, the game and him helping her once he gets like past, like she's just a dumb blonde. But so she learns so much and like grasps the concept time. of time, <clears throat> time. Okay. Carolina, you are up with your sports romance pick. Go team. <laughs> My pick is Riker by Sawyer Bennett, which is book four in the Carolina Cold Fury series. Uh, Riker is the veteran goalie. This is his first year or first or second year with the Cold Fury. He is a single dad with two daughters. Gray Brannon is the new general manager taking over for her father, kind of the first woman to be the GM in this hockey, um, professional hockey series. She has like the analytical mind changing the way the teams are being scouted. There's a lot of conversation about how she's running it. Some of the team members rebel against it. Um, which causes some tension, but Riker steps up to support her. He sees where she is leading the team and taking it. Um, you know, there is that forbidden romance of a player and a general manager getting together, but they keep it secret. When his his fellow, like, friends on the team find out, they kind of, like, they just razz him for it. Like, time, oh, my gosh, do you understand? Time, time, time. Okay, so... Heather and Rachel, you need to vote now. Is it going to be um, bomb or no? Right? The bombshell, bombshell effect. The bombshell the effect. The bombshell effect. Or Riker by Riker. Sawyer Bennett. Heather, who's your vote? Carolina Riker by Sawyer Bennett. And Rachel, who's your vote? I'm going to go with Leah. Son of a whore. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> damn it okay i'm gonna go with leah even though i'm not a fan of that book you really sold it with her having to learn the sport and breaking down the sport and okay 
so to battle out the end of the sports trope, which is the better um, <clears throat> book, in our opinion, <laughs> is, and again, remember, you are selling us on the book as a whole as to why you love it and why you recommend it. So um, it's Rachel versus Leah. And Rachel, you go first. Go sports. All right. So Colin is a hockey player and Harper is not a hockey player. She creates like horror dolls and sends them on et- sells them on Etsy. So two very different people. She doesn't really understand hockey, but she works hard to understand it. She comes around him and his teammates after games. She's really supportive. Um, when she messes up in the book, she uses the hockey games as a way to kind of win him back and show her support and show that she truly does want to be with him. I like that it, while hockey is super involved, it wasn't all hockey all the time. There was also the romance aspect. So that's important because I want everyone to read sports romance. And this is a great jump off point because there's plenty of hockey and plenty of romance the heroine is not a hockey fan, so that obviously helped me because while I read hockey romance, I don't really watch a lot of hockey. So I like that he taught the heroine a lot about it because that time, also taught me. Time, 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 time. Okay, Leah, you are selling us on the bombshell effect by Carla Sorensen. And go team. Okay, so like I said, this is, this is very like football centric because Allie is learning the team and she's learning how to do things. And Luke is there to, to do things, but their whole relationship is also very like not okay at the same time. Cause she is the owner and he is not. So it actually like when their relationship is discovered, <laughs> it creates like this whole like PR issue for the team as a whole. But one thing I really love is like, they had these little moments, like when they first get together, it's like they have Sundays, like in Sundays is like a big deal in like the NFL because Sunday is like NFL football days. And so like when they first get together, like they only have their Sundays. So it's like little, like in like significant moments like that, where it's football centric, but it is relationships, relationship centric at the same time. But then their Sundays become more, but then everything kind of blows up in their faces. And then they have to deal with the fallout and deal with the fact that their choices for their Sundays have affected the team as a whole. And time. And time. Okay, Heather and Carolina, I need you to vote. Rachel or Leah, who sold their book best? I'm going to go with Leah. Okay. Carolina. Did we lose Carolina? No, I'm thinking. Oh, I'm okay. Kidding. So we can't see Carolina um, on camera. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I guess what, Becky? Get ready what? to pick because I'm picking Rachel. <laughs> She's in Bryce, you two. Um. It's a really tough call. Um. <clears throat> but I'm gonna go with Leah. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, Rachel. I, pe- I, I liked I liked how Rachel talked about that. It she doesn't know the sport. The heroine doesn't know the sport. So she, it's like you can learn if you don't know the sport. You can learn along as well. I get it, but I picked. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> also, it would have meant that this next round was Rachel versus Rachel, <laughs> and I don't hey, know how we would have done that. <laughs> 
I would argue against myself every day. That's good to know. Clearly, Rachel is like super duper competitive. <laughs> I am. I took notes. I researched all this very oh heavily. God. Okay, so up with siblings best friend is Rachel. And again, you are selling us is this why you love this book and why you recommend it. And your siblings best friend is Make Me Yours by Melanie Harlow. Go, Rachel. So I love this book because not only is Cole Cheyenne's brother's best friend and they've known each other forever, but Cole is also kind of a broken hero. Uh, his wife died during childbirth with his daughter. He's a single dad. Um, because Cheyenne has been around his entire life, she knows this about him. He does not need to explain his trauma. He does not need to relive it. So I always like when that happens because you have a built-in connection, built-in baseline relationship where that person can help you. She's his first like big serious relationship since his wife died. And he struggles a lot with that because, you know, they didn't get divorced. She died. So he has a lot of anxiety of trying to be perfect, the perfect cop, the perfect dad. And Cheyenne really helps him through that. So they do have their issues because of, his struggles with his mental health and stability, but they really get through it a lot. And a lot of that is because of Cheyenne and her family. And he is time. So close to. And time. Okay. Um, next up is Leah with the bombshell effect for the sports trope. Tell us why do you love this book and why you recommend it? And go Leah. So I love this book because I feel like it, I love the reaction that Luke has to Allie. Like he has been a celibate guy, like since his wife is no longer around, like I, she had passed away. And so it was just him and Faith, his daughter. And so like he, his entire world revolved around football and Faith. Like those were the two things that he like focused on. And then he meets Allie and like his entire world kind of implodes in this mass of chaos of feelings that he was so ready to not have for the longest time. And she, she tears into his world and like faith just falls in love with her. And she's so good with his daughter. And <clears throat> as like, there's so much growth in these characters and the way like they grow together and separately and like deal with their own griefs because Allie is grieving her dad. Like, yeah, cause he passed away, but he left her this and time and time. Okay, so Carolina and Heather, I need your vote. Who sold you their book best? Leah with Bombshell Effect by Carla Sorensen or Rachel with Make Me Yours by Melanie Harlow? Heather, who sold it better? I'm going to go with Rachel since I just downloaded Make Me Yours. <laughs> Carolina. <laughs> I actually already owned it, but I removed it to the top of the Kindle. <laughs> oh lord um i am going with like this is super close i'm going with rachel okay you did good rach you did good so make me yours that, by that's Melanie. like by this by the skin of the teeth like yeah super close again thanks for not i would agree <laughs> Okay, so we have two more tropes to go before we get to the final four. And um, I don't know what we're doing. 
because I never really thought about that far in advance as I sit here and think about this episode. Well, I, I feel like it this be point, a two-part episode. <laughs> it should be at this point, right? Because we're like talking time. Maybe um, maybe we can just have four winners because if not, we'll be here for like another hour. Have people vote. Oh, that's a great idea. That's such a good idea. I'm like, it's 11.30. Yeah, okay. So, friends, we will put up for vote the final four, and we'll give instructions at the end of, in our, at the beginning of our outro, we will give instructions um, on how you all are going to be able to vote. And it'll be on our website and in our on-the-shelf show notes. Okay, two more tropes. First, the, the second to last trope of the evening is enemies to lovers. And starting off, our enemies to lovers is Heather versus Carolina. And go, Heather. Okay, my enemies to lovers is Egotistical Puck by Boy by Eden Finley and Saxon James. It is an MM romance. It's in KU. It's a brand new series. It's a spinoff from their college hockey series so these two like literally hate each other Anton and Ezra so Ezra is like this puck boy he is like kind of known for getting around and then there's Anton that plays for a rival team and he's just kind of like this perfect guy well they like literally really cannot stand each other they are playing in a game one of the teams loses uh, Ezra is out. He's hammered in uh, Pittsburgh. Anton Rum uh, comes across him and saves him from being beat up by uh, some rabid hockey fans. Brings him to his house, and it's super duper hot. And then all of a sudden, some things happen. Spoiler alert: um, they end up on the same team, and they like just nitpick at and each other. And time, and time. Um, okay, Carolina enemies to lovers go carolina my pick is my unexpected vow by harlow james it is hayes and waverly um they this is book two in the billionaire series you meet them in book one and they just are bickering and fighting with each other constantly they have this natural like like fire against each other and it continues in their story they just, it's got a fire to them that's great. Um, they like fight almost of everything and they do stuff that drives each other bonkers. But what ends up happening is they need each other for a fake relationship. Um, but so it kind of, that brings them together and they, the, but the enemy's parts brings this slow burn for them that helps them realize that they're more alike than they realize. And constantly throughout the story, Waverly is saying, Team, or stop. And Team, stop. <laughs> Hayes is telling, just tell me where, sweetheart. It's, it's awesome. I'm sneaking that in. I'm breaking the rules. Alina. You Carolina is up. quite the role play breaker tonight. <laughs> I know, right? Like the Calis- California sunshine is making her feisty. Um, or it's her mom is cooking or something. Um, the air, airline's faults. <laughs> um, okay, Leah and Rachel, I need you to vote. Who sold the enemies to lover trope best? Heather or Carolina? Heather did. Heather. I am also going with Heather. Okay, so Heather... And next up is Rachel versus Leah with enemies to lovers. And Rachel, you're first. Go now. 
Okay, my book is By a Thread by Lucy Score. It is Dominic and Allie. They are truly enemies at the very beginning of the book. Dominic gets Allie fired from her pizza place job. He's a total grouch, and I did not agree with him at all. So this happens at the very beginning of the book. Uh, come the next day, she is actually at his place of work with a new job because his dinner date that night was his mother, who was very upset with him and hired Allie to work at their company. So they work together and there's a lot of animosity, a lot of tension of the sexual nature. It is a slow, slow burn, which makes sense because they truly do not like each other and they need to have time to kind of get to know each other better, let that tension simmer. And I think in enemies to lovers books, a slow burn makes sense because you're enemies. Like you don't just be, you don't just end up liking each other after a day and tea or time time why oh my goodness it's getting late nature. it's getting late um okay so leah it's your turn now to tell us your enemies to lovers and go okay so my enemies to lovers is the bully by willa nash it is book four in her calamity montana series and these two people, we have Cal and Nellie, and they have known each other since high school, and they butt heads over literally everything in their lives. Like, so Cal is talking about moving to Calamity to be near his best friend, Pierce, who Nellie also is best friends with, but works with. And Nellie is like, no, like you cannot move here. Like, I hate you. Like, you are the worst person ever. Like, do not come into my town. Um, they have been enemies since high school. Cal was like the rich jerk athlete and Nellie was the scholarship kid who got picked on. And there's an element in the story. It's really interesting because you, you get Nellie's take on things that happened when they like bad things that Cal either did or said to her, like when they were in school and her reaction to it and why time, she doesn't like him. Time, time. Okay, who sold their enemies to lovers book better, Heather and Carolina, Rachel or Leah? Carolina, who's your vote? Rachel. Rachel. Who's your vote, Heather? I'm going with Rachel, too. Okay. Um, just, I mean, because also, little side note, Sebastian York uh, does the audio narration of Kayathed. <laughs> You cannot vote based I'm on so, the I audio. did it. That's not why I did it. I that's not why. I promise. Okay. <laughs> Next round is Heather versus Rachel and they are going to battle their enemies to lovers books. Again, this is to remind you that we need to know what it is about this book that you love and why you recommend it. And going first is Heather. Go Heather. Okay. So, um this was not a slow burn and I understand like where Rachel's coming from, but like they didn't, and Ezra did not know that Anton was gay. And so they had a little bit of hate fucking, which was so hot. Um, so anyway, I love that Ezra is like kind of out and he really talks a lot about the reason that he's out is because he wants to do, make sure that other people, know that it's for the young people that being gay is okay and that you can be in hockey and you can do all of these things and still be gay and he wants to be supportive of the lgbtq community 
Anton also gives back to the community in a very different way, and he does it very quietly. I can, I love the kind of person that he is, um, but he really learns from Ezra that embracing who he is and not being afraid to show the world that he really is gay and that um, Time. it's actually helping. Time. Okay, Rachel, <laughs> sell us your enemy. Oh, so... Uh, Heather's Enemies to Lovers is The Egotistical Puck Boy by Eden Finley and Saxon James. And uh, Rachel is going to tell us why By a Thread by Lucy Score is the best Enemies to Lovers. And go, Rachel. So along with getting Allie fired for her job and then not being happy that she shows up at his place of work with a job, they are also total opposite personality-wise in Clash because it's also kind of like a grumpy sunshine. He is the ultimate grump. He is very wealthy and very good looking, but he is grumpy because he has been used in his past and he does not trust people. Allie is super sunshiny, even though she's working like a million jobs to kind of stay afloat. And he doesn't understand why she's so happy, why she's not like next to him. And so they have this animosity because of the firing and as well as their different personalities. And then they get to know each other and you can kind of feel the relationship shifting. And then once they get together, it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. They have so much chemistry. The banter is great. I absolutely love it. At the end, when he messes up, time, totally time. Okay. So uh, Leah and Carolina, I need you to let me know who sold their book better as an enemies to lovers you want to read. Was it Egotistical Puck Boy by Eden Finley and Saxon James or By a Thread by Lucy Score? Leah, who's your vote? I think Rachel sold it more enemies to lovers. Heather kind of tipped into that friends aspect uh, a little too much. Uh, he- uh, Carolina, Carolina, Rachel, same Rachel. reason she's in rice rachel um <laughs> the final four is gonna be like it's gonna all be rachel she's gonna have to it's argue against herself carolina carolina won and we're not gonna argue we're gonna let the fans vote um i'm on the board i'm on the board she's on the board okay we have one more chance heather one more chance so next is our last trope of the night or the last trope of the episode and that is the dark and taboo I am going to tag team in and help Carolina with a couple of things before, and I will, I'm going to take 15 seconds of her time to explain two key pieces of why hers follow under the dark taboo. So I will say her title and I will say what it is that makes it dark taboo. And then Carolina will pick up the rest. Is that sound fair to you, Carolina? Yes, that sounds great. And you need to explain why. Okay. Uh, I need to explain that Carolina is currently visiting her parents. And she, dark taboo, (laughs) the two topics that I'm going to talk about. It might be awkward to say while your parents are in the next room and could hear you say it. Because even though we're adults, it's kind of weird to say those words to your mom. Just saying. I mean, not for me, but for some people. (laughs) For most people. And I'm, I'm in... The dining room because of the Wi-Fi. Right. Okay. So uh, the first matchup is Carolina versus Leah. And Carolina is going to go first. So I'm going to give her 15 seconds um, of me on the clock. I will say the title. 
and two key parts of why hers falls into the um, taboo, then I will pause and then we will add the 45 seconds in for Leah or for Carolina to finish it up. Okay. And go. Uh, Carolina's book is Save Me by Stacey Kennedy. It takes place in a voyeur's sex club. And it is um, all about being watched while having sex and fulfilling fantasies. Okay, so I am done. And the last 45 seconds are going to be all Miss Carolina's. And go. Karen is a firefighter and he is a member and participant of the club. Hazel has had a bad experience with a past boyfriend and comes back and rattles her. They are living together because Hazel is um, without a place to live right now. She doesn't want to be dependent on her parents. She actually ends up helping him learn how to date because it's clear he doesn't know women because all he's done is participated in the club. And he helps her learn pleasure by using the club to expose her to passion and pleasure and which awakens her sexuality. I, this book has, yes, it's the line of taboo, but it also like has this great intimacy to it that draws you in. And, and time and time. Um, okay. And against Carolina is Miss Leah. So um, hold on a second. I got to reset my clock here. It's a little weird. Okay. And go. Okay. So my taboo is Little Dove by Layla Frost. So the book opens and Juliet has witnessed Maximo killing her father. And then he essentially takes her hostage and keeps her in a bedroom for months on end like weeks on end because he does not want her to turn him in because he she witnessed him um <clears throat> killing her father but so she is 17 when he discovers her and he is attracted to her very much so and she's attracted to him but there is a lot of push and pull um she fights against the fact that like he is so strict and only like he won't let her out of her room and he has so many rules and like he nothing happens until she turns 18 but once it does holy hotness hello people time uh, time 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 okay so rachel and heather i need you to tell me who sold their taboo better uh carolina or leah heather all on taboo right like this is just yeah taboo or dark piece but of it it's or dark yeah okay. yeah taboo or dark uh, i think i'm gonna go with leah okay rachel i'm also going with leah okay um okay next up is heather versus rachel um heather you're first with the dark taboo are you ready yep and go my choice is Always Been You by QB Tyler. This is a new release. I think it came out last week. It's in Kindle Unlimited. I don't want to give anything away. Um, this is a very fine line of um, taboo and like not. Um, it's uh, about uh, James and Gabrielle. 
Uh, they are adoptive siblings. James is a lot older than Gabrielle. Um, and Gabrielle is in college. James is an adult. Well, obviously so is Gabrielle. But they um, live in the same city. She goes to college. He's a professional. Um, she has always really been in love with her brother. And he finally realized when she was almost 18 that she is like really a beautiful woman. Um, they finally cross the line and it is so, so sexy. And he is dirty talking. He is a dirty talker. And, and time. he is so good. And time. Okay. Um, Rachel, dark or taboo and go. Okay. My book is The Brit by Jody Ellen Malpass. It is Danny and Rose. Um, it is very, very dark, very dark. I don't want to give too much away because it is part of a series and the most recent book came out not that long ago, but Danny basically takes Rose as collateral from one of his enemies and he struggles very hard because he's very attracted to her and is constantly trying to remind himself that, you know, she's kind of like bait for his enemy. He is absolutely savage. Uh, he's a total anti-hero. Um, you, you like him, but you're kind of like, am I messed up for liking him? I don't know. This book has so many twists and turns. It was not predictable at all. The ending was totally gasp worthy. Like I was shocked. I didn't know how it was going to end even at 95%, which is not typical. It was absolutely like, I could not put it down and it was and like time. a million pages long. And time. Okay. Uh, Leah oh. and Carolina, I need you to tell me who sold their dark taboo for the trope better. Leah, who's your vote? I, I I don't know. This was a tough one. Carolina, you vote first. Ugh. Oh, okay. my God. Rachel. Rachel. Okay, Rachel. Leah. Heather. Heather. <laughs> I'm going with Heather also. Okay, so final breath. Oh, my gosh. We have two more battles and then we're done. Um, this battle is going to be Leah versus Heather on their dark and or taboo picks going first is leah go okay so maximo has this like unhealthy obsession with juliet once he kidnaps her basically and holds her hostage and he like has like rules he wants her to eat certain things and she she doesn't like his rules and so she, there's a lot of animosity and she gets so mad and like she creates this friendship with the housekeeper, Mrs. Vera, who is just a wonderful like addition to this whole thing. But so Maximo is also this kind of like mafia-esque type of guy. Like he doesn't always do the right thing or make the right kind of deals. Cause again, like she met him because he killed her dad. And like, that is like the first like five pages of the book, <laughs> but they have this, this connection once they move past this kidnapping love language that they have. Um, <laughs> and it just, it, it never really time changes time. Okay. Heather, it is your turn. Your book, uh, little dove by Layla Frost was Leah's book. Heather's book is always been you by QB Tyler and go. Sorry, this is going to have spoilers. So just, if you want to read it, don't listen to what I'm saying. Um, 
So they literally cannot keep their hands off each other once they, and it's so hot, but it has to be secret because they're essentially brother and sister, even though they're adoptive. So they go away to like Christmas with their family and they're sneaking around and they're in the car and they're in the basement and they have another sibling and like the neighbor boy is trying to get her to go out with him and James gets all jealous and they get back into town and they're sneaking around and so then one night um, he's dropping her off at her dorm room because she's a college freshman and her friends see this and they're all like <gasps> um their sister ends up finding out and it's just really very time angsty, but time but- time okay so uh Rachel and Carolina I need you to vote <gasps> Leah or Heather I'm gonna go with Heather okay <clears throat> Carolina I'm going I'm going with Leah are you guys kidding no. Um, <laughs> I'm going with Heather. I would go I with Heather too because that sounds really dirty and really terrible. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie though. I'm so afraid someone's going to listen to this. I don't want to ruin it. Like, it's okay. I don't okay. want to ruin the book. Okay. Just don't talk Final about battle it anymore. Is Rachel's enemies to lovers versus Heather's dark taboo? Rachel's enemies to lovers is by a thread by Lucy Score. And go. Okay, so enemies to lovers is one of most people's like top favorite tropes in Dominic and Allie are definitely enemies. They don't cross the line of hating each other while Allie might act like she hates Dominic. She doesn't really. So it's absolutely wonderful because the tension is just top notch. They go from tension from not liking each other to sexual tension over time. They are both adults dominic is in his uh, early 40s and she is in her mid to late 30s and they act their age which is great they are complete from completely different worlds uh, she's really struggling financially he's incredibly rich once they get together it's great and then when dominic inevitably messes up because i mean it's usually the man he grovels and grovels so well i forgave him by the end of it we all know that there's certain heroes that we don't forgive Dominic and done his job and done okay Heather your book is uh always been you by QB Tyler and tell us why you recommend this book and what you love about it and go so I think QB does a really great job of like there's this fine line between like the taboo and then like way too extreme and I think she just navigates that line really well She does a beautiful job of showing the relationship and how much they genuinely care about each other and how well they know each other Um, and kind of showing that relationship and how he encourages her to be him herself and she, she encourages him and how they're just kind of a really great part of each other's lives and they really know each other um, and how I I just it's so hard because it's it you feel like you don't want to be rooting for them because it feels a little awkward but they just really genuinely love each other so much that you want them to get their happy ending and that's all I have to say about it I I don't want to ruin it anymore for anybody 
and time. Okay. So Carolina and Leah, I need you to tell me who sold their book better on to your TBR, Rachel or Heather? Leah, you first. Uh, I think Heather. Okay. Carolina. Rachel. Really, you guys? Really? It might also be that I love a good enemies to lovers. So it's true. She has a bias. Um, yeah, I'm I, gonna, I fully so. I'm going to go with Heather. Okay. So before we say goodbye to everybody, this is an incredibly long episode and we are very, very sorry, but we are not sorry because we have added a bunch of books to your TBR and I know it. We are not going to have an outro on this episode. So what I am going to have you do though, we need you to tell us which of the four books that are in the finals you think is the best book. We are going to ask all the participants to write up a brief synopsis of that book and why it is the best and we think you should vote for it. The final two, the final four books are going to be uh, Rachel has two of them, Carolina has one, and Heather has one. So <laughs> um, um, those will be up on our on the shelf show notes. Thank you to everybody, the podcast contributors that did their research and this made their so little list and played by our rules. Um, I appreciate you as always. Thank you so very much for joining us. Carolina, thank you for taking time out of your vacation to be on the episode. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. It was hard to, it was hard to pick for each it was category. It hard to vote. I don't like the vote. And hard to vote. And it was, it, it really challenged you. It really did. It told you, yeah. why do you want to sell that book? So again, friends, you're going to want to check out our on the shelf show notes for upcoming events and information, but also um, to do your vote. So um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzing about romance or on Twitter at buzzing romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.